Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022, and this is day 1737 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you. We thank you and praise you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for keeping a hedge of protection all around us, even when we don't realize it. I thank you, Lord, for giving us your wisdom, your knowledge and understanding to go forth and do all that you called us to do for today. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will protect those who are uh, in need of a safe place to stay, that they will all have what they need. And, and Lord, no one will be in lack. I thank you, Father, for speaking today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is heavenly status. Heaven, you are heaven bound. And um, even while you're here on this earth, you have wonderful things going up to heaven to God the Father. And let's learn a little bit more about that. We're coming out of Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 48. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 48. And it says, at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. So he was over like a hundred men. He was a high-ranking official. Uh, he and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Listen to his character traits, right? One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a, a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. And as a Jew, they were forbidden to eat 
anything unclean. Certain animals were unclean. Like, for example, a pig was unclean for a Jewish person to eat. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Mm -hmm. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, we have come from Cornelius the centurion who is a righteous and God-fearing man. Even others knew he was a righteous man and God-fearing, who is respected by all the Jewish people. So um, he was, Cornelius was a Gentile. And at that that time, the word of God had not been um, uh, shared with them as it had been with the Jews. They had only been ministering to the Jews and not to the Gentiles. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into his house, into the house to be his guest. The next day, Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence, but Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said, I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, you are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate or visit a Gentile. Isn't that something? But that's, that was the law back then. That is definitely, to me, a discriminating, uh, separatism, all of those things. Uh, there were a lot of laws that Peter was breaking according to Jewish heritage. But because God shifted and changed things, he said, it's not that way anymore. He says here, but God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask you, may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner. So he told him everything that had taken place. And then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him 
and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee, Galilee, after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. So Peter was with Jesus, you know, from the beginning of his ministry. So he knew firsthand what had gone on. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. You see, Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples after he rose up from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testifying about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Listen, Peter was preaching, all right? <laughs> he was stating the facts and telling him from the beginning you know, of his encounter walking with Jesus. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The, cir the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Again, I've shared this before. When the power of the Holy Spirit, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, then one of the signs of that is speaking in other tongues. You know, when we are saved, we all receive the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, and that is, you know, we are, um, he gives us discernment uh, and leads and guides us into all truth. But then the baptism in the power of the Holy, in the Holy Spirit gives us power and uh, that was one of the reasons why Jesus told his disciples to not start ministering until they receive power uh, from the Holy Spirit. And then once they did, they were ready to go out and minister. So it says for verse 46, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Wanted to make sure to read all of that to you today. It's just such a, a beautiful story or Bible truth that we deal with even today. Discrimination, division, and God is saying, I created you all in my image. Everyone is the same. You are all special to me. It doesn't matter uh, your race, uh, your uh, gender. It doesn't matter um, your, um, uh, whether you are short or tall, whether you are male or female, as I said before. It doesn't matter your race. None of those things. 
God loves us all the same. Point number one, you know how you'll mention a certain person's name and you immediately know what they're known for? For example, if I were to say to you, Michael Jordan, well, everyone would know that he was the greatest basketball player ever. Okay, to to most people. <laughs> or if I said President Obama, the first black president of the United States in history, the very first black president in history of the United States. You get my point. But everything that we're known for here on this earth will not matter unless it's something that pleases God. God illustrates this so profoundly with Cornelius, so much so that he sends an angel, one of his messengers, to let Cornelius know that he sees him, that he knows all about his actions to seek the Lord. He knows his reverence for God, his generosity to others and and helping those in need, and, and he knows about his prayers. Oh, glory to God. Cornelius's prayers and gifts to the poor came up to God as a memorial offering. God, that means God thanks of or remembers the person who has given the offering. God is thinking of us and remembers us and what we've done. Isn't that beautiful? And I'm talking about these good things that we're doing to glorify God. I don't know about you, but that blows me away to know that God thinks about me. He remembers me, that our prayers literally reach his throne. And in this case, God sees a need to let Cornelius know about this great news. Point number two, because of Cornelius's commitment to God and his love for the Lord, He and his family and friends were saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and baptized. Cornelius' actions and obedience to the Lord changed history. God opened the door for Gentiles to also be saved. It was no longer only for the Jews. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Everyone. Yeah, he sent his son to die for us and to be raised up from the dead and to give us the opportunity to be reconciled back to the Father, to be back in good standing with him, to be sons of God, to be ambassadors for God. That's who you are when you know Jesus as your Savior. And God shares, you know, his uh, heavenly presence, his His gifts and all those things with us. I'll never forget when my granddaughter was about two, maybe 10 years ago, she's now 12. And uh, she and her mom, my daughter, were staying with us. And uh, she had gone through so many things that she overcame from heart, open heart surgery, to, you know, having a pacemaker put in, to so many things that the enemy tried to attack her right from the womb to to take her out. But you know what? God said, oh, no. And then with a praying grandma, too, uh uh-uh, that's not happening. (laughs) And I remember around two years old, she she, uh, was sick, and uh, she 
when she was sleeping and breathing, it sounded like a train. It was so loud and and it was just something's not right. So my, my daughter took her to the ER and they said, well, it looks like, you know, maybe the flu or something like that and sent her back home. And uh, again, it happened and, and I knew it was something wrong. And, and the Lord sent uh, a message to me, whether it be through an angel, I don't know. But he told me, he said, send her back to the hospital and let them know that it's meningitis, spinal meningitis. And I said, okay, Lord. And I looked it up. And it showed other testimonials of other parents sharing about how their child had it. It was misdiagnosed. And the sound of their breathing was like that of a train. While they, and I'll never forget that. And I got chills all over my body. And I, you know, I quickly told my daughter so that they can rush her back to the hospital, her and her father. And they rushed her back to the hospital and said, please check her for spinal meningitis. And they did. And that's what it was. God is so good. And they immediately put her in a room because you know, they didn't know if it was the type that was extremely contagious. I'm trying to think there's like viral and bacterial, I think it's called. And had, I mean, they had to put on mask and a gown and gloves when they would go in to see her. She was in a special room. And uh, whenever we go, would go visit her, we had to get, you know, um, put on all those clothes, the pieces of clothing to go in and see her. And they treated her and God healed her. But it had, it had not been, first of all, for God telling me or and then me being obedient to God, then we I don't know where she would be today. But I am so grateful to God for his mercy and grace and for him seeing fit to hear my prayers, to hear them and that they went to him as a memorial to God. And for him to remember it and hear it and to acknowledge and to let me know what to do. That truly blesses my heart. And again, God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't show favoritism. So he'll do the same for you if he, if he isn't already. Trust God. Continue to pray and ask for his direction. And he will show you. Trust him and do Whatever it is he's giving you to do, don't second guess it. Just as even Peter did. Peter did exactly what God called him to do. And Peter was probably looked upon funny like, I cannot believe you're going to the Gentiles house. We're not to step foot in their house. But it changed the course of history. And if you read on, you'll see where Peter went and shared it with the other apostles and followers, the other Jews that were doing the work of God. And that changed everything. What about you? It's time for a change. And the very first change you can make that Jesus has offered us all. And that is salvation. The gift of salvation. That's what Peter preached to Cornelius and his household. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. If you accept him as your Lord. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. 
Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T-Zone, KC.org, to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, human and sex trafficking awareness. I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your donations and your support. Please go to our website and push that donate button because you are what keeps T-Zone going through your generous donations. And we just want to say thank you. Of course, God is the one that keeps us going, but he blesses us through you. He uses people to keep things going as well. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.